Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Ask the Strat. This is the show where we squeeze the knowledge from the Distract members of the team. And today I'm here with Craig Smith, who's one of the guys that oversees a lot of the strategy here at Distract. So, Craig, say hi. Hi. <laughs> How is everyone? <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's not a panel show, mate. So, ah, uh, right. <laughs> crack on. So, um, what do you actually do at Distract? How do you do it? Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I oversee a lot of the strategy here and uh, how to implement. Really, I mean, a lot of what I've seen over time is a lot of teams will concentrate on Facebook, concentrate on Google Ads, concentrate on SEO without really bringing them together. And there needs to be an oversight of all of them because I think we were speaking about it earlier, really about it used to be very much you send someone on Google, then you remarket them on Facebook, or you click through on Facebook, you remarket them on Google. It doesn't really work like that anymore. It's very much there's different touch points throughout the journey. Uh, and again, this depends a lot on what product you've got, what service you've got. You know, it can vary so much. But you, you could read an article on Reddit, uh, and that could be two months before you make a purchase. You could then, <coughs> sorry, keep the brand awareness going on Facebook. You do the same on Google. There's so many different elements here. It shouldn't just be your target in the last click all the time. Mm. So for me, my role here is to oversee that and create the strategies around that. See, what, what company is it? What service is it? What product is it? what strategy will work best for that particular service or product. And obviously, day to day, we need to be seeing what numbers are coming in for that. What are analytics showing me? It's not always, again, looking at that figure, oh, I've spent £10, I've made £100, because that's not how marketing works. You have to be seeing that I could spend £100 somewhere else, and it could say I've returned no money. But if that's the first touch point, the middle touch point, that could actually be bringing you more money in than what the final click is. So it's very, very important to have a good eye for this and an overseeing how it all works and how it all comes together. I think there's a lot of brands out there, especially when it comes to e-commerce, who are very much transactional based. They'll be like, we want to spend 100K a month on, on paid search ads and we want to bring back a million pounds. They work very transactional. They're always a, trying to attack and buy the, the last click. And when it comes to the last click, unfortunately, because there's a lot of high intent there, everyone else is also bidding for the, for the last click as well, which means it's very, very expensive. And what you're essentially saying there is rather than focusing all the time on the last click, let's build kind of the first touch point. Let's build the brand repetition. Let's, let's try and build something else before that. What have you seen has been the best kind of areas to build that initial touch point on, the, on any channel, really? Uh, well, for me, it's sort of like the question answer sort of basis, really, I think. I think, I mean, we spoke about this quite recently, actually. Um, it's quite a good comparison of how this works, but like TVs. So if I wanted a new TV, I've got a, a need, a desire there. I want a new TV, but what TV do I get? Mm -hmm. So I go to the market and probably the first thing I do is, I don't know much about TVs. So I go, maybe put the size of the TV in. Uh, what technology is there? Is it OLED or HD? You know, what do all these mean? What does 4K mean? What does that mean? So I'm probably gonna do my research first. And that could take two or three weeks before I even decide. If I then go to my girlfriend and say, oh, I've got this, got that, she won't have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, but that initial stage, that question answer, and it's Google are putting a lot of relevant sort of into the SEO side of that. I think you've probably noticed now that SEO-wise, it used to be get to the first position, second position, third position. But now, above the fold, sort of like, you can see it's more question-answer based. Mm. It's less about getting that first spot, second spot, and then you have get that question, then there's other relevant questions. So really, I could type into that, the question that I need to get answered. And within one search, I've clicked on that website, come back, and I've got all the relevant questions that probably link to all the other sort of specifications of a TV. Uh, and that's your first touch point. I think that's very, very important to put a lot of budget, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of effort analyzing, getting the data right into that point. Because without that point, 
you've completely lost the person then. Mm. Well, at that point, you're now, if you haven't done that, you're now yeah. the same point as every other brand. Yes. And when that person's making a purchasing decision, they're now basing that on their own gut with the brand. They have, they're have they not yeah. making any other decision. Yeah. And in the last podcast, we spoke with, um, with Steph about the impact of data and how data is really, really important. And if you think, you know, from a brand point of view, if you've given that consumer the information about which type of TV to go for, what size it should be for the same dimension of a room, and you can extract the data of that user, that individual, now you've, you've educated them, so you've got brand credibility, and now you have pixel data and remarketing data and UTM tag data and all this other stuff, all this other data that you can now utilize to advertise them in the future. Yeah. And, and that's cheap. Yeah, well, I, I, I see it as two sides to this as well. So, like you're saying, so you battle for that last click. So, I've decided what TV, so go with TVs again. I've decided what TV I want, and I'm going to type in 47 inch. That's quite small. I want a big TV. <laughs> so, let's go to 75 inch, uh, 4K, and then the brand of the TV. I put it on shopping there. So, I'm looking at shopping, and there's 10 different brands up there who sell this TV. Uh, the people that are, or the website I've already visited will be up there cheaper. Google knows that they're maybe going to convert, ready to convert, because they've already been looking, they've already answered the questions, mm. they've been on your website. So that's one side of it. That's the AI side. So you've got them, like you were saying, no, you've got, you know what demographic they are, you know where they come from, that they're ready to buy. So you can get that click cheaper, but it's also the fact that Google will be, know that they're going to convert. So you can be your probably first place, second place, third place. Uh, and the other side to it as well is that brand awareness. So if I haven't done that, so already, yeah, I'm in the battle place to get that, get that click, but I haven't got their data, but also, there's no brand awareness there. Mm. Why would I click on somewhere that I've not already been? I've already been, they've already answered my question once. I see their brand again. I'm going to click on them. Yeah. So it does fall in two sort of places: the brand side, but the data side as well. And it comes together now. What's your opinion on? Let's say you've got. That's the same question to Steph. You've got twenty grand a month to spend on an e-commerce campaign. How do you spend it? Uh, twenty grand on a whole e-commerce campaign. So it could be. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah. Any any sort of anything you want. Any. Uh, it really, again, depends, like I because, said earlier. Because a lot of marketing managers, e-com managers, yeah. would say, well, I can spend 20 grand and I'll get 10 times the return investment on Google search. Yeah. But for me, I think that that is very much transactional basis. And if, if which yeah, I can't see it anytime soon, if Google dies, now what? Yeah. Yeah, you, you've maybe built up some nice bit of customer data. You may be seeing some areas. But the reality is, you were living on a transaction by traction basis. If Google changes their algorithm slightly or quadruples their clicks or whatever they do, because they're on the stock market and they're there to get profit for their uh, shareholders, whatever they do, you are literally, you're, you're made or failed based on them now. You've yeah. made that decision. I personally want to look at, okay, let's put some there. Let's not be idiots about it. Let's make some money from the platforms that are available. But maybe we should be doing something else to get what you said earlier, the Q&As or maybe some YouTube content or something out there to build a brand. What's your opinion on that? For me, it's very, very key to look at your product, look at your market and segment those markets up. And I think previously a lot of people would have segmented them into sort of, you know, the price range of the products or location that they're in, the sex of the person, uh, salary they're on sort of you know, how much money they make I think now you've got to take it further and again the question answer thing comes in again I think there's different stages there's obviously different stages of purchase to buy decision I think that's what you've got to look at you've got to look at the early stage the middle stages and the end stage separate it like that and look at what platforms are best for each stage you know Google might actually be the best place for the first stage for one company but might be the best place for the last mm. sort of click for another company it, it's completely varied it annoys me when people will say uh, or someone told me if I give them £20,000, can, they can make me a million pounds. You know, potentially they can do, but it's not a click of the finger is going to happen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not, 
what about these hundred brands that are already on Google? Yeah, yeah. Why are you going to be able to spend twenty thousand pounds, and how are you going to turn the heads of every other person that's already bought with someone else and make them buy with you? It doesn't happen. You have to build that brand up. You've got to build the, the trust of someone. And that could take a couple of months. It could yeah. take three months, six months, a year to build that. But you've got to always remember, yeah, it's worth it. Because in the long run, if you're on Google in a year's time and people know who you are, your conversion rate's going to go up. And another thing as well is each sale isn't just one sale. It's a, you've got to look at it as a customer. Yeah, I love this. And I think we've spoke about this before, haven't mm-hmm. we? Like people say, oh, I've spent a pound there and you made two pounds. And you haven't. You spent a pound and you've got a customer. That customer is in your data. Not only have you got a website clicks good, you know, if you can remarket, but you can now remarket a customer. It's not even the remarketing a customer. It's the fact that you could pull every single data set of that customer, yeah. what they bought, even down to like what size they bought, what color yeah. they like. You could probably, if you are, if you're a pretty little thing right now, you will have millions of touch points, right? Can you imagine the data they'd have on the average person in the UK, as in the average buyer in the UK? They've probably seen that they oh they only buy dresses, yeah. and eighty three percent of the time it's a yellow dress in size eight and they normally will buy this accessory with it and if you have that data and you segment that to the most nth degree think about how powerful your outbound social ads are going to be yeah no, i mean I that's crazy but but and that is because they probably had a few lost leading items in the future to try and make sure that they can get some new customers on board because far too brands like we said are transactional basis but what about the next 10 20 years yeah and and, and the, i've heard you say it before when someone buys, let's get everything from them. Let's try and get every piece of information from that person because when we bring that back and we work with the data and we push it forward, huge things can happen. But this only happens when we start these touch points six months before they buy. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. So I've heard you talk about loads of innovation within, especially search and Q&A. Can you give an example, a real deep dive example of how people get started with Q&A and what's a really good example for Q&A within search right now? Yeah, so how to start with q and I'd say, you know, a lot of people will be typing again, how to do something, why to do something, uh, how much would this cost? Uh, I mean, we've touched again on things before, like sort of like a funeral home, which is, you know, completely a market that you wouldn't expect to have this sort of thing. But the first thing that do, and, you know, if someone dies, which is not a nice thing to happen, you type in how much the funeral cost. Cost is a big thing when someone dies. It's not something you want to think about, but obviously it is. Uh, so, you know, how much will a funeral cost? And we've seen web- a website that's brilliantly developed for this. So the way the navigation structured of the website, the way the pages are structured, do it as a question. Rather than have to have a title of funeral, it's how much the funeral cost. I think what people don't really understand really when they're making a website, designing a website, that Google needs to be able to read what, you, what you're trying to say. Uh, it needs to know, again, everyone that types into Google a question is a customer of Google in a way. So they want to make their customers happy when they're searching. If, you, if you're typing in things on Google, say, and you're getting all these websites that don't relate to your query at all, are you going to go to a new search engine? Mm-hmm. Of course you are. So Google are always looking at making it so it's perfectly designed. And the way that's done now is obviously through the, the spider which calls your website. So you need to make sure that each page is designed right, written correctly, and done in a way so when you're answering your question, it's either done in a paragraph or bullet points, or a table, or numbered. And then obviously, if you're highly organically ranked, when you type that question in, Google quickly crawl websites and put there what the best you know answer to that question is. So I think that you need to look at your website before you even like sort of mm. think about. I doing think that this. example that you made is really important. Anyone that's at home now listening to this, just go to Google and type in how much does a funeral cost, and you'll see there'll be an ad at the top 
literally saying how much does the funeral cost and giving the answer and this is the website we're talking about then you'll see an image i think it's an image isn't it with how much it costs and then you'll yeah, see a q a yeah. and that brand essentially has the whole well, i think they have three click points in the, in the foot they, the, they dominate that yeah so they that, dominate that, the whole yeah, thing yeah. it's one brand i can't remember what it's called but just search it when you're at home and you'll understand what i mean it's an absolute like lesson on how it's done yeah. and i think the the q a drop downs on on google's kind of search results now is very much around voice isn't it i mean yeah. if you if you ask one of those questions in on your kind of you know your google device or whatever it would read back the response in those drop downs yes yeah. and it also says the website that it comes from now as well i think what we can see is that things are leaning more and more towards where voice is going yeah uh, and right now, the stats are that everyone, voice at the moment isn't really used for sales. No. It's no. used for what's the weather like, yeah. Q&A questions. And if you as a brand can get within that initial question, you know, imagine saying, you know, I mean, when you, when you go down to the point and you go, Alexa, can you buy me a toothbrush? Yeah, it's going to make them buy a purchase. But imagine if you started right back and go, Alexa, what's the average, what size TV should I have? And then it's Curry's reading out the size. And at the end of it goes, at Curry's, would you like to shop at Curry's? Yeah, like, yeah. You can start, because everything will be monetized eventually, right? And those Q&As will be monetized eventually. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and yeah. whoever gives the answer, I believe in the next five, ten years, it will have an instant shopping button at the end of it. Yes, yeah. So Curry's, what size TV should I have? And then at the end of it, 37-inch TV. Would you like to shop at Curry's at 37-inch TVs? Yeah. That will happen. Oh, it's, it's going that, that way. That is going to happen. It's, and it's inevitable that that's absolutely. where it will go. Definitely. And as marketeers, it is our sole job to go, where is it going? And where do we need to be now to make sure we're in a good position right now? So yeah. you imagine what to do when someone dies. Funeral, right? Gives you the answer. Do you want to speak to one of our advisors right now? Yes or no? Yeah. That's where it's going to go. That's it. And then just calls on your phone. And that just calls on your phone. Through. And it's because in 2019... They were clever enough to get their SERPs right. Yeah. To be fair, I actually think lead gen's not far off. Yeah. With what you just said then, drawing a corner, but I don't think that's far off. In fact, I'd imagine that'd be around the corner yeah. very quickly. In the last six months, they, I've seen more advances in what Google are doing and other marketing platforms than I've seen since I've been in the job. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really feel like Google are constantly bringing out new things. Facebook are, Instagram. It's quite a crazy moment at the moment, I feel, to be in sort of like the marketing environment. Mm. I think, obviously, you've seen that as well, haven't you? How quickly it's changing. And, I sometimes think they haven't got a grasp on it at the moment, to be honest. I think there's a lot of things going off. There's loads of new areas. tech, isn't there? There is. It's there's just... massively, yeah. And the other day, I just put something into Google. And instead of seeing the shopping ads at the top and any organic, I saw basically a whole advert covering the whole of my phone screen. Wow. For one product. So it's like, you know, where it's just constant. Constant. And they seem to be like, obviously, it's been beta. They're beating things. But it's just, where is it going at the moment? So it's about, we, we, it, need, it will settle down. But like you said, it is going towards voice, definitely. But I love it when you are on something, like maybe yeah. Google search, whatever it is, and something that you've never seen before happens. Like on Facebook now, if you use the Facebook app, the you know the bottom navigation bar, yeah. every time I open the Facebook app, they change position. Oh, really? Every, or mine. Every single time. It goes from four to six to five, and they're all different orders. And we all know, because we're in marketing, why it's doing that. It's figuring out that if you move the notification bar to the left, and you put marketplace to the right, do I click that more? Yeah. Like, how do they get me to use my app more than I am? Because I'm not a massive user of the Facebook mobile app. So it's like, if I cl if I move this button here and here, does his daily usage increase by minutes? And we know that data on a micro level is ridiculous because if they can increase my time by 2.3%, yeah, yeah, we're talking huge Well, they've numbers. got all the data. They, they, know yeah. they know if someone is on there for 
three seconds, they're going to come for this, four seconds this, five yeah. seconds this. And it's interesting you say that as well, because we're talking to a Google Analytics expert, I think it's two or three weeks ago now, and he was saying, if you ever want to look at a website, how it's perfectly done, and it's the strangest one, because for me, I don't actually like the website, but mm. Amazon is obviously... It's going to be. Well, apparently, he was saying to us that at any stage, there's 20 tests going on there. Wow. So 20 people see a different page if they are all on that same page. Wow. Even if it's a slight little difference and it's tested to the nth degree, be, yeah. basically, until they've got the... Per- so basically, what they've got now is a perfect converting machine, basically. Wow. Well, you, so you, always, think, well, you always think that, right? These biggest brands... I always think as well, like, if you're building a brand, yeah. right, don't faff about trying the biggest brands in the world and understand yeah. what they're doing. Because I tell you what, they're spending more money than you. I completely agree because... Uh, and again, this, this guy said this to me the other day. He said, if you're not A-B testing your website, why are you marketing? Yeah. He said, because you're just marketing one page. You're not testing anything. And then it got me thinking, like you've just said there, if Amazon have got the perfect e-com, why do people, why don't just follow? Yeah. You're almost getting your free It's the same with Shopify. We talked about Shopify the other day. Yeah. Shopify is the biggest e-commerce, like scaling backend in the world. We all know that. Like in terms of the amount of sites using any, I I assume it's Shopify. How much data do they have? Yeah. So when it comes to them moving things and saying we recommend this, do it. Yeah. Like they have more data than you'll ever have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and I think marketers sometimes get this notion of we should always be pioneering and changing things and disrupting. No, and unless you are Amazon or Apple or any of the biggest brands in the world, actually just look at them and see what they're doing. Yeah. And then bring it back to what you do. Yeah, yeah. As simple as that. You don't have to copy them, no. do you? But look at where their shopping bag is, look at where the the buttons are to add to cart, look at what colour they are, look at just little things. Where's the account? Do you know what I mean? What what how long does it take for chat to pop up? Little things, because they have tested I, these so, so I much. I haven't told you this yet, but at the weekend, I um, I typed in Bitcoin merchandise, right, into Google. Yeah. And I clicked on a T-shirt. And, um, you know, Apple Pay? Yeah. Well, I clicked on it just to see what was going to happen to it. And then it popped up with the you know facial recognition thing, and then it, I bought it. Did you mean to buy it? Well, no. Well, if you got it now. Got it. It's coming, <laughs> it's coming tomorrow from, like, Finland or something. Nice. And it's going 15 quid. But the point is... That was the easiest checkout I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need an account. Did what was that through? Was that through Google? It, it, was, it was Etsy, I think. Oh, so you were on Etsy. Yes, yeah, so I clicked on a shopping ad, went to Etsy, looked at the product, clicked the Apple Pay button, popped on my phone, ding, bought. You got the right size, didn't you? I think, I hope so. Might <laughs> <laughs> come like skinny fit. Like, you got your extra, extra small, right? Yeah, yeah, it fit, fits perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the point is, like, it was like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. No account required. And here's the thing. If it, w- if it was needed account, I wouldn't have set an account up. I couldn't be bothered. No, that's a big thing for me as well. The whole that's why I go to Amazon all the time because I'm like, ah, you logged I've in, already got the account, yeah, yeah. It's already got my details. I don't want to set up something for some random website. But if Apple Pay now literally allows you to go bang, 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 yeah, that's faster checkout than Amazon. Yeah, well, that, you know what annoys me massively about websites. Well, it's when you've got to put your password in, create mm-hmm. a new account, create a password, and then then it will come up and say, not enough characters in your password. Can you create another one? It's like, oh, I can't do with this yeah. now. It's that's that's a converting element. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Amazon there, you always logged in. Go in there, bang, done. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sh- Shopify checkouts yeah. will be, because they're the same on everything, unless you customize them. A Shopify checkout is a Shopify checkout. Yeah, yeah. That will be done to the nth degree. I think a lot of people just think, I've got a checkout. People want the product, they'll buy off me. No, no. It's like, it's, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, You're so wrong, yeah. yeah. It's literally a split second will make you go, I can't be doing with this. I well, like else. I said, I wouldn't buy it on my phone through no. a platform where I need to register an account because I've got to sit there and like yeah. confirm your email. Like, nah. As big as phones are, it's still frustrating. But, yeah, don't do it that. It is, yeah, yeah. The amount of times you can click space instead of a character, yeah. that, it's frustrating. But yeah, it just popped up and obviously there's Amazon Pay now that's come out. So yeah, you can yeah. like put Amazon Pay. I mean, I, 
I actually debate that one. I'm not we sure about, about it. We've spoken about it before, haven't we? Actually, yeah. about the Amazon. Say what you were talking about before. So, uh, it's quite so for me, like when you get to check out and you got obviously Amazon Pay, I haven't seen an ad- advert to buy it from Amazon. Yeah, and it, it kind of made. I'd never thought about it before. Yeah, and I remember you saying it. I was saying, yeah, if, you, if you're on a website for Amazon Pay, oh. I can, Amazon might have this cheaper. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. And you go and you lost the customer because you basically yeah. advertise Amazon yeah. Pay. That yeah, I just... think I don't rate that one at all. No. But, but if, but I can see how it would work. You'd be like, oh yeah, I'll just buy it. I reckon it'd work if it was a brand that you owned that no one else could have. If your like, product, like Gymshark yeah. or something. Yes. But like, yeah. if you're selling something that could be sold on Amazon, yeah, I'd swerve that. Yeah, hundred percent. So badly. Yeah. Like you don't don't mention Amazon anything. Never mentioned before. Yeah. Please go away. As soon as Amazon goes ahead, it triggers, doesn't it? Yeah. I can get that cheaper. But is it Amazon now? Fifty percent of the U.S. e-commerce market. Yeah, yeah, it's been mad. I heard that, and it's it's getting bigger in England yeah. now, isn't it? It's not as big as Google yet, I don't think, in no. England, but it it will be. There's yeah. no doubt about it, is there? Although I still do prefer shopping on t- from Google to a website myself. But I know a lot of people. Are the well, other that way, was I mean so that, that Apple Pay purchase was the most seamless I've ever had. That was yeah. better than Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It was so seamless. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, now I've seen that, I'm like, that is cr- that was crazy. Yeah. For me, with Amazon, it's still the having to trawl through things. I don't like having to trawl mm. through things and like... Returns on Amazon are a pain. I don't, I I don't think I've ever returned anything yet, to be honest. Well, I, I tried to and it was trying You'd to charge me for That shirt was from Etsy, wasn't it? That we get returned. <laughs> uh, that's going to have to go. Yeah. It's custom, apparently. So. <laughs> but no, I went to return it and it was like, oh, it's 2 pounds 50 to return it. I was like... 2 pounds return? Yeah, because each Amazon seller is unique, isn't it? Unless it's Amazon yeah, course, made, yeah. it's like individual sellers are on there. Yes, yeah. So each one has a different... Oh, return part, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. So that was awful. Talking about returns, that's a massive thing. Yeah. In, uh, if you've got the margin to do free returns, that's a massive converting factor because it's, that's one of the things I look at. Have I got next day delivery and what's the return price? The return price says you've got to pay for it, then I probably won't buy the product yeah. myself. And Klarna as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's huge, yeah. I Klarna. actually, I'm, I was saying the last podcast... Because I, I have never done it. You might have. Having a site without Klarna and then putting it on and what the, happens to the, the conversion rate? Yeah, I've never seen I that. I would love to, to see that. Yeah. Like, items, let's say all over £100. What happens to the conversion rate the moment you go, actually, you can use Klarna if you want? Yeah. Like, does the conversion rate increase? Like, how much does it can increase by? Because I can imagine, yeah. let's say on the 14th of a month, you know, midway through payday, you ain't got much money to buy this big item. Klarna would make sense. Yeah, it'd push you through to making progress. It would, wouldn't it? I think... I think for something like, if you say you're doing clothes or something, I think you'd have to have a lot of stock. Because mm. I think it'd be one of them things where people would buy two of one item yeah, in medium yeah. and large or a smaller medium. So you'd have to make sure that you've got a lot of stock so people aren't taking it. and then Because they're obviously going to send it back. Yeah, yeah. So your stock isn't away from the sort of factory or whatever it is. So you can't make any more sales. It's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's fascinating. I think, I think it'd definitely crazy. increase conversions, 100%, wouldn't it? It'd push you over the edge of that, yeah, yeah. should I, shouldn't I? Because why, why can't Cause I? Because as, as a seller, you get the money straight away, don't you? Yeah. And the good thing is as well, is a lot of people might, when they purchase and go, oh, I'll, I'll return it. But to be honest, you when, when it gets there, I've done it so many times, when it gets there, it's like, oh, I'll definitely return that. And 28 days later, and you've not done it. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the money. Anyway, the best thing is to get them over the edge, get them to buy it. And once they've bought it, yes, they might return it, but the chances are that they forget. They yeah, can't be bothered. So. Do you have any one-line statements to tell the audience at home? One-line statements? Uh, what, as I said, the, the, what we were talking about earlier is... Well, no, to be honest, I'd say do your research mm. and segment your market before you even look at doing your own marketing. And don't listen to people saying they're going to get you 10 times your money straight away because it takes time and it takes a lot of effort. But the return, Yeah, it's not a big button, no, is it? But the investment's worth it because yeah. once you get there, and don't rush it, do you know what I mean? Wait a year. Wait. If you want to build a business, build a business. If you want to make quick money, 
then don't do, do something in the black market. Yeah, do yeah. do something like that because it's not. You want to build a brand. You want to build a business. Each pound you spend, it's worth breaking even just to get that customer because eventually you're gonna have a big business making a lot of money. Yeah, I love that. Love that. That was a bit more than a one line statement, but ten. The few mixed in. We'll let you off. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks very much for listening, guys. If you have any questions, uh, please message on Instagram at distracthq. Thanks for listening as always.